Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this special edition of Diesel Performance Podcast and LBZ Budget Build. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what do you Paul, think of this? Paul, what do you think of it? <laughs> it's been a crazy summer. So, uh, you know, kind of recap, beginning of the summer, came uh, with this game plan, Nick, you, hey, you know, we're known for setting up sled pull trucks, work stock, yada yada, for ISP, let's get a truck and let's compete. Um, yeah, then we roped in Tyler over yeah. here. Uh, yeah. You guys know Tyler Franzen? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the sales department. You know, I've been uh, around the pulling world, you know, most of my life. Not so much in the, on the competitive side, but uh, always attended. And, you know, it felt like I, I guess I was the, the culprit to jump in and, and do this, be a part of this project as well. So I was very honored to be you know, capable of doing something like this. It was a lot of fun. And yeah. we also, of course, have Nick with us. Yes, so we had the Stealth 67 G2 product rollout. Yep. Uh, sled pulling season. It's always fun to have a truck in the poles. I enjoy that. Enjoy helping with the setup. It's just, you know, adds another level of excitement to the team. So it's it's good to have those things to look forward to on the weekends. Good to have those poles to go to, you know. Well, I mean, keep things exciting. A couple things. He had a bunch of free time he could burn. <laughs> we had a budget in mind to give a real-world experience. Plus, for us, it was data collection. So we were able to take a turbocharger that we're going to market with and put it through, you know, a really in-depth test. Yeah, you can't fake anything on the track. No, no, not at all. Like in front of people, too, nonetheless. Yeah. So we weren't controlled. This wasn't on our dyno. It wasn't on, you know, one of our trucks that we're driving, keeping it away from anyone. Like, we bear it all. There you go. Everyone gets to see it. Yeah, I think that was one of the big things for me as we, as we started to frame out what this project looked like. Um, I thought it was really important to have some transparency. That's something that I think we've done really well with on the podcast. Absolutely. We've always been really honest and try to give the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. Um, and I think a lot of times when we've looked around at who is sled pulling and who the big names are, yeah. you see the wins and the catastrophes. You, yeah. you don't see anything in between, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, if they blow an engine apart, they want to show that because it's great carnage yeah. footage. <laughs> but, like, other than that, you, you only see all the great pulls. You don't see all the, the problems and the struggle. But when you talk to these guys... It's almost all we end up talking about is all of the heartbreak that goes on on with this. Um, when things are going great, they're not calling us. <laughs> <laughs> but when they are, it's Thursday when they have a full Friday, and we need to Thursday. Oh, you got early birds, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna say, budget build would sit in our parking lot, yeah. in broken. Pointing fingers until Thursday, <laughs> cramming it to be done by Friday to be in a pull. So I mean, yeah. real world. If you wanted real world, we had we gave it. Yeah, it is the real world. world. Yeah. Very true. Tyler, let's talk about all of the wasted footage that we have of GoPros of you proposing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going to jump into the proposal. Yet, so we'll we'll talk about the whole season. I don't think you have room the, to talk. The GoPro footage of of you working on the truck. We have so much. Yeah. As me and the other guys in media have gone through it. Um, Hours and hours. How yeah. much time do you think you actually spent under the truck and in the shop uh, throughout this season? Um, I think I totaled uh, earlier in the season. I totaled it up. It was around I want to say thirty hours or so. Um, I mean, I was I was here almost every weeknight till you know midnight. I mean, I think, I think the latest I stayed was like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. Mallory was pretty pissed off at me, but <laughs> there was a lot to do. I mean, we pretty much took a bone stock truck to a whole nother level. So. There definitely were a lot of tasks that, that needed to be completed. So, so let's we'll start from the beginning, right? We'll start yeah. from the basics. We uh, we got the truck down in Georgia. We had it brought up here. 
two or three weeks before sled pull season started? Yeah, it's like three weeks. Yeah, so we found a rust-free truck. Tough to find a rust-free rust free 06 in Illinois these days. So. Yeah, that was that was a fun, uh, so we do like these, these meetings, right? Marketing, podcast meetings. And Nick goes to us and goes, yeah, crew, long, LBZ, find it. Like, yeah, we, we I believe deadline. in unicorns. I believe in unicorns too, man. If, like, I, re- if I remember this. correctly, we set a deadline of we have to have the truck here on the lot by this day. Yeah. And it showed up exactly seven days later, yep. which again is standard sled pull story. Yeah. Um, CBS. Every, yeah, just, just everybody, every customer, every guy I've ever talked to, you, you set these deadlines for yourselves and then you push and push and push and reality hits in. And, 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 oh, a week honestly wasn't bad. You had about three weeks to set it up. Yeah. Uh, so we... There was a budget that was set aside, 15K, yep. once we bought the truck, yep. and said, that's it for the season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a hard limit of 15K, and we're going to see all the glory, all the pitfalls, you know, no makeup on big, really. It's no. every week, film, show it, show the reality of the sled pull. And I think, uh, you know, we certainly got a lot of that. I mean, at the outset of the season, Tyler says, I can do it, I can set up a sled pull truck. And we all know that we've been on the phone with these guys who go sled pulling and they inevitably fuck up every step along the way. <laughs> I'm not saying that happened to us, but we definitely tripped over a few of our like common customer hurdles that we coach against, right? Yeah, absolutely. So traction bar install, um, you know, having the rear end pitched exactly the wrong way, snap yeah. the yoke off. Exactly the wrong way. <laughs> it was, though. You know, it's one of those things. That yeah. I mean, a lot of guys just think, throw traction bars on it, it's going to prevent axle rev. Well, there's a little bit more to it. Yeah, yeah. more to it than that, right? Um, busted the carrier bearing on it. Um, I had the rev limiter set wrong in the first pole, 3,800, and they're just seeing the log file like, oh, you dumbass. Like, um, how many years have I been doing this? And still, yeah, still managed to do it on my own truck. But yeah, I mean, we just found every little, you know, tire pressure set wrong. Like yep. just, just watching the videos, and it's it's good, I think, as a as a person following this build to be able to see like, oh, yeah, that's that looks like when you do it right, and that's what it looks like when you do it wrong. And there is so many visuals that is just night and day difference. Like the yeah. the tire pressure one was was one that really cracked me up. Tyler, you want to talk a little bit about tire pressure on the track? And, and yeah, the- yeah, I guess I could. Um, so I I, I started thinking like my mindset was low tire pressure you know ultimate traction on the ground and uh, Nick advised me one day and he's like why don't you bring the rear up to what was it 65 70 that you told me to bring it to and I I dropped the front down to 25 and I my mind I, I put it at I think I was at what was it 45 50 okay it was 30 it was 30 and and then we saw in the footage, I mean, we could clearly see that, you know, that rear tire was just an absolute bulge yeah. going down the track. And, you know, from what I was always, I guess, from visually learning and, and pulling is you want to have low tire pressure. I guess I never really thought of once that loads down on the rear, you know, it really squats out that tire. I, I mean, that's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Really and, and definitely a hitchhike too, yeah. So, I mean... And then we go over that in that episode too of how that affected hitch height, how that affected, you know, I, I could have had a tire spinning on a rim, you know, being that low pressure. Sure. Too. So um, that was, you know, one of the first things that we learned going into the season, or that I learned. 
Now, this was essentially your first season of sled pulling, pretty much ever, at least for yeah, the full season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, every time I've always pulled, it's been just like my personal pickup, you know, local pole, have a couple have a couple of drinks, and hell yeah, I'll, t- I'll pull. And that's that's all it's really been, so. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, so, so that also sounds, again, like a lot of the people that we talk to, where it's, it's their first season in yeah. or their second season in, they've been around it a little bit, and they decided, okay, this is the truck. I'm going to dive in. Um, what were some of the, like, the really surprising stuff that you ran into that you didn't expect to have a problem? Um, well, first, the first shocker to me, I guess, was my first pull. Um, I thought that I had stock keys in the truck, so I was shocked finding out that it was leveling keys in it because I, I couldn't figure out why the hell my front end couldn't come, come down. And once I did have the truck in the air, you know, that was something that, it wasn't more like a surprise, it was more like a pissed off that I didn't really look into something. Like every other first dirt yep, puller exactly. out there on the track, with <laughs> just the tires towed in like this, yeah. yeah, and just getting heckled from the stands. Yep. Yeah, and then I, I did really learn a lot when it comes to, uh, you know, I first was coming out of the hole with pulling, you know, a little light, and then I'd lay into it. You know, Nick kind of got on me and said, you know, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not 100 percent out of the hole, he's like, you're. You're fired. You're done with this. Like, <laughs> I, I had to start. I had to start launching out of the, out of the hole a lot, a lot harder. And and that was something that I was really scared about because, like, you know, again, my first season pulling, I didn't want to break shit. So I was. But you I was, did. I, you <laughs> broke a lot of shit. Well, yeah. yeah. Let, let's go into it. So <laughs> first pull to last pull. Okay. Preparation. How did that change? Because halfway through, you were coming back. The truck was broken almost every time. Okay. We had like three or four poles there in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as you were preparing, what changed mindset, you know, faith in the truck, you know, those types of things? I think it was, it was more the way that we were having the driveline set up. Um, our brakes were, you know, our first first initial brakes were the drive shaft related, something related from the trans back. And then when we started learning how to address the traction bars, learning how to address, you know, the, the pitch of the drive shaft, Going from a two-piece to a one-piece, like that was that was a lot of learning there and um, figuring out the proper setup. I mean, that was I think that was our most uh, part of learning throughout the build was the way that the drive line was set up. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we still had, didn't really figure out why we were having so many problems with the CV shafts because um, we did break was it three, we broke three, three, yeah. um, three sets, right? They were two at a time. There, no, no, no. It was, it was one every time. Oh, we never broke twice or broke two at a time. But I don't know if it was something that we needed to, you know, bring the front end down even more, strap the front end, or what's the one-piece drive shaft went in? Still breaking CV shafts. Never broke a CV shaft after that. But like we, we got the one-piece drive shaft in, and then that's when we had the last pull of the season. Yeah, I think a lot of this boils down to cascading effect, right? Like, yeah. If you have one part of the truck that's set up wrong, say for instance your your pinion angle was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd shell the yoke, and then that shock would go through the drive line, and then boom, you'd lose a CV. Yeah. Right? So when you have one brake, you usually have multiple brakes because that load gets picked up somewhere. Yeah, right. It goes boom, boom. You know what I mean? And that <laughs> is not a good ending. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but once you get the setup right, like Tyler was saying, you know, once you get your tire pressure right, once you got the, the Pinion angle right and one piece drive shaft with the good U joints, like all of a sudden everything kind of comes in, right? I think the thing you got to remember too is this truck is making a lot of power for the class it's in. Oh, yeah. it's, it's making a lot of power. Nobody else that I was watching on our track at, at ISP 
was running fourth gear. And we ran you fourth gotta, gear. Yeah, you got to think about the power. You know, like you said, 700 plus horsepower. 700 plus horsepower on a crew long, so that thing's stuck to the ground. And there's a reason we picked that chassis set up, right? Yep. And it's planted. So if it break, you know, if it hooks up and puts that power down, that's 15, 1600 foot pounds if it hiccups at all. Yeah. It's going to show itself. There, you know? <laughs> well, too, you know, I mean, you talk about speed that's a big thing so for me this is the first year i've ever gone to and yeah, had to watch sled poles like be forced to do it i've gone i've hung out <laughs> i spent a lot of time with you at a lot of them it was it was a fun summer to say the least um what's, what's that mean what are they excited about yeah, you know, like, people, you know, i wanted no terms i want to know what, what was good what wasn't good but uh you know for for guys you know oh you know ground speed's 22 23 miles an hour he comes out of the gate 25 27 miles an hour they're like, oh, he's cheating, he's doing this, he's doing that. No, just he has the power to get into another gear. Like, he, he just, the recipe is there. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's an interesting point to hit on is some of the coaching. Um, Tyler, obviously, you got a lot of advice from a lot of people. Yeah. As all sled pullers do. Uh, you, you go to the poles, you stand in the pits, you work on the trucks, you have friends on the weekends, and then, dear God, we all get on Facebook and on the forums and get a lot yeah, of advice. An expert. Yeah. But Tyler, yeah. you're at work. Also, all day getting advice from everybody around you, right? So it's also just imagine all your coworkers there telling you how wrong you are at every turn. Um, <laughs> when it's your free time, how do you feel, about, hey, from, from, Nick? From your point of view, how did you feel your, your coaching made an impact on the season? Do you feel like like yeah. your advice was being taken and that was resulting, you know, in gains? Yeah, I think I, I think Tyler learned a lot through the season. Yeah. Um, I think at first the tire pressure incident, for instance, I think uh, you kind of mentally wanted, needed to find that out on his own, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. am I going to take Nick's advice, am I not? Like, okay, let's see how this plays out, right? See that. Um, we had a, a good exchange in one of the polls where, where I, I told him to click up to fourth gear after watching everybody else tack out in third, and I think he put 30 feet on the field in that pole. In Belvedere. Yeah, that was, Belvedere. That, was, that was that was a nasty nice. pole. That was awesome. One yeah. of the highlights of the season, for sure, for me. Um, the setup coming out of the hole, you know what I mean? How to yeah. boost the truck up on the line, what what to look for before you leave the line, what to look for in the track as you pick a line. And I'm not an expert sled puller. I have very little seat time. What sure. I have a lot of time in is looking at log files and standing there and watching guys watching guys pull. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's my specialty. So I know what looks right in a log file. I know what a winning truck looks like going <laughs> down the track. Yeah. And I can tell you it, it means that the truck is up on boost from the launch to the end. Right? All the way. Yeah. When I see when I see a guy pedaling it for 150 feet you know what I mean? That that was a real learning opportunity, teaching opportunity. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the rest of the staff, too. Start, you know, if you're hanging around, you're watching it, like, there's a lot you can learn just being there. Yeah, the absolutely. When you have guys that want to be coached through it, you know, I mean, so it was a learning experience, for sure, for you, yourself. For sure. Guys, sure. Well, I, th I think one of the other interesting things is um, that there were parts in the build that I strongly disagree with. Uh, the one piece drive shaft, I was very vocal that I, I didn't think that was the solution. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that. And, and that's one of the things is that when it comes down to Tyler, it's your budget bill, you know, make the decision. It, yeah. it comes down to Tyler, it's your budget bill, make the decision. Like, I can be as vocal as I want to and know as little or as much as anybody could ever believe. Um, but but it's still a rest on you. How did it feel to have to make some of those decisions about drive shafts and U joints and, and what parts and picking all these things out because a lot of that was left completely up to you from the start. We said, yeah. we said, hey, you know you need traction bars, figure it out. You yeah. know, it wasn't go buy this, like we didn't give you a set list to go purchase. Yeah. I mean it was it was really tough because I mean I started off with a I started off with like a rough draft. And I mean you 
Nick, we, sure. we went through it and, you know, there was a few things that were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this just yet. We don't need to do this, but let's look more into this. So I was coached a little bit in the beginning. Like I had an idea of what I wanted to do with the build. And then from there, we all kind of had brought our heads in together on something. So like going into the season, um, I mean, with the breaks, I wanted to, I, I mean, I, even though it was Nick's money, I thought of it as my money. I wanted to be very conservative, but also look at the reliability end of things too. I mean, with the CV shafts breaking, we got lucky on the CV shafts because that was through warranty, like the brakes were through warranty. So I continued to replace with warrantable parts. Sorry, um, Napa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good old genuine Napa parts. We can edit that. <laughs> Um, but then like getting into the drive shaft, I mean, that was an idea that I had thought of, you know, in the beginning, that was one thing that I kind of wanted to do. And you had kind of put a kibosh on it a little bit. And I was like, all right, well, let's go through the drive shaft at least, you know, do new U joints, do a new carrier bearing, make sure that the, the drive shaft's good to go. And that's, you know, that's being on the light end for the budget that was being, you know, really re reserved on the, on the money. So we, we started with that and we did have a couple breaks and then we figured it out with the, the pinion angle and the traction bars. But, you know, towards the end, it was still something that I wanted to do. And watching, you know, other pullers like the Mach Brothers, they got a crew cab long bed truck. And, sure. And they have always run a solid one piece drive shaft. And, you know, watching that thing go down the line, like that thing hauls, that thing really boogies on the track too. So I was like, you know, if that truck is running a one piece drive shaft, I got the same, you know, wheelbase and everything. I feel like that'd be a lot stronger setup. You know, we were running through U-joints and, and, and breaking yokes and stuff. So, you know, that was one thing that I always wanted to do, but unfortunately we did it towards the end of the season. I wish we could have done it in the beginning, but, um, you know. Overall, so it could have proven my point that it didn't fix the problem. Well, it did fix it because the last time the truck went out, the drive shaft, we didn't have an issue. What was the last thing? The, what was the last thing to break? Yeah. The last thing to break was the trains. So that was the week. And this yeah. is? I would say the last thing that broke was the truck. I mean, the whole whoa, whoa, whoa. fucking truck broke. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. We're going to rewind we a little bit. That, yeah. You're getting emotional with that answer. Now. Thanks a lot. I'm sitting over here. So... For our listeners, watchers, viewers, whatever, this was a stock trans that we put a converter in. Okay, so it was budget as budget could get. In a valve body kit, yeah. In a valve body kit. So what did you do to the trans? Um, what did you do? Absolutely effed it, I guess you could say. Right. Um, like, there's clutch packs and frictions welded. Welded to the together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did that. And we actually have some pictures of those. Yeah. yeah. Like they're, dude, F capital. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, the final. So good point. Right, the trans was cached. We knew that was, I mean, if a customer called you and talked about running this truck on the track, on a clay track, at this power level, like under no circumstance <laughs> would anybody recommend that we do this to no, the trans. No, 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 absolutely not. Right, 730 rear wheel horsepower, like. And we're not telling you to do that right now either. Right, right. I mean, for good reason, because we proved that yes. it will not last the season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So how about the f go? Okay, so so we're having a hard time here because it, it was it was catastrophic. It it is one of the most catastrophic ones we get we've torn apart. We yeah. get transmissions, cores, burn trucks, high horsepower trucks, rebuild train. You name it, we see it. DJ, Hundreds of Allisons. Yeah. DJ, the 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 trans builder in the shop, quote unquote, what the fuck? Yeah, like, <laughs> it was he shocking. was yeah. I've never seen is, him is so we've surprised. talked we've talked before. I I know offline about 
what are you doing at a sled pull track? Why can you get away with less, right? Like, why can you do just a converter and a valve yeah. body? And it, it's a solid theory. And we've seen guys do it at lower horsepower levels. You're at 550 horse or something like that. We've seen them. I don't know about last. I mean, it's not, you, you're well, it's not a budget. forever fix, right? Yeah. But, uh, and I think Tyler's behavior at the last pull proves why it failed, right? So we, we know for a fact that, I want to say, did we use it was a U-joint in the, in the, in the drive shaft in the last pull as well? No. No it was U-joints? a couple pulls prior. Yeah, it was a couple okay. pulls before, yeah. Okay. Um, so you're going on the track in fourth gear, and you manually tap down into third, mm-hmm. which is, for anybody pulling, don't do that. Never do that. Uh, if anything, unlock the truck if you have a lock-up switch. If you don't have a lock-up switch, Ride it out and forth. If it surges the turbo, it surges the turbo. You never want to downshift with a 40,000 pound sled in the dirt yeah. at full power. And that 4-3 downshift yeah. clearly clearly wasted the trans. Um, and then the front end also took a took a pretty good beat down. So I don't, I'm gonna defend myself a little bit on okay. that because it was leaking when we first got the truck. So I kind of I kind of feel like but I don't know if it was running. pouring. Huh? It was pouring at the end. I mean, if it was, it leaving, was pouring it at the it end. It was pouring at the end. So, so I don't know. I, I mean, gear-wise, it was still good, though, right? The case was the case was destroyed. Crap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we had to get a whole new front drive unit from Hicksville. So front end wasted, transfer case so you knew fully that wasted, which we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, I was just going to say because this initially all started with the truck on the trailer. At being like, hey, what's up? I don't know. And then transfer case, and then trans, and then front end. Uh, yeah. so I just want to point out. out I just want to point out, like he was like, yeah, you know, I was looking at brakes and I was looking at it and thinking about it as if it's my money, even though it's Nick's money. Yeah, man, I saw that front diff leaking, man. You know, I decided <laughs> to run it. And then, well, the split the front diff. You got to split it. You got to pull the front diff out and you got to split it and you got to reseal it. So I, I figured it was just like your typical bad seal leak that right. was. It was just slowly weeping. But it was definitely leaking a lot worse towards the end of the season. Right. So okay. we're fully undercoated at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, okay, tran- transfer case now as well. Yeah, I mean, you never break one of these transfer cases. They don't break. Now that's guys call in all the time. You know, hey, I'm building high horsepower street truck. This and that. What do I need to do? Nothing. Broke kit. Our right? race truck. Yeah. You know, our old race truck. Race nothing. Truck. Like Stop. I don't think I've ever seen anybody shell a transfer case that had fluid in it. Only exception is it's dry. Yes, you will break it. Right. But uh, no, the the gear was busted literally <clears throat> busted. I mean, like busted. Smoked. So I, I mean, something about that four three shift, I think, just sent a shockwave through the whole drive line that just cost us some parts. Yeah, us some parts. Yeah, that was like an Ivy League. Sled pull. It was a full learning experience. So he gets like the stamp of approval for like a three. <laughs> that, was, that was a serious. Here goes the big F, the F stamp right across the screen. The LB, yeah. LBZ budget build series. How not to do it? Yeah. yeah. How not to end your season? So yeah. I guess let's dive into the budget itself. Yeah. Okay. So so, so Tyler, you kicked off if I remember, and we'll look this up in post. But uh, roughly thirty five hundred dollars for repair budget to start this. That's where you know after our initial. Um, you know, turbo injectors, pump, you know, other supporting stuff. We we did have like a $3,500 budget left over that was like our safety yeah. to work with. Um, and then about halfway through the season, then we then we got into CV shafts. We got into the drive shaft, spent some money there. 
Um, and then what else did we touch on? Uh, I think that was really it. Uh, New New York, but I, then we were probably around the 2000 yeah. mark, um, and that's still also adding up the the, trip, the fuel for our, our time for traveling as well. Um, towards the end of the season, though, I mean, we were at I, I want to say around a thousand bucks, like ninety thousand bucks left in the season um, at the last poll. So that, of course, is going to be going to everything else that broke at the last poll. Ninety eight will fix it. No. Yeah, I mean, front end trans build transfer case. No, no, right? Yeah, no. But I mean. It, we learned a valuable lesson, yeah. right? And our, our viewers, who got to spend zero dollars, um, <laughs> also got to learn a valuable lesson. And then we rolled the truck into a farm field lit on fire. Here's that footage. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, guys. It's not. Um, no. <laughs> Do you like that? You like that idea a lot, don't you? Well, it's just there's some backstory to something Yeah, like I know. That. I know. Yeah, we're leave that out. Um, so, so, actually, we do have plans for the future of the truck. I think this is a, a really good time. Any any last uh, defense for yourself you want to throw out there, Tyler, or, or, or notes for our viewers maybe with the answer? Um, I guess, you know, to start things off the way that the truck was set up originally, um, if you had a, a bigger budget to work with, I mean, if we could have uh, thrown some more attention at the trans and... Great solution, asshole. If you have more, more money, money, you could do yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe if you were just a little more... <laughs> if you were just a little more observant and looked at your front diff. Just a little bit. <laughs> You just paid attention. I mean, there's if a, you tighten that bolt down just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, overall, <laughs> it was it was an awesome season. It was a lot of fun. Definitely a learning experience. Um, and I mean, we figured out why my nickname why I got my nickname too because I mess up every single trans that I drive. So true story. Yeah. True story. Nick, uh, any final advice for viewers or jabs at Tyler? Um, if you can find somebody else to carry your budget for you. Do that. <laughs> uh, find sponsors. An important part of racing. It is, right? It is. Uh, never downshift while you're slip pulling. Never. I think. No but there. but hold on. What if my turbo is snuffing out? <laughs> Do I downshift not? twice if it snuffs out twice as hard? Period. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out, no one's gonna care about your money more than yourself. All right. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. If you, yeah, okay. I don't have anything else nice to say. <laughs> like my mom taught me. Yeah. You taught me that a couple of years ago. Real quiet and you're real fast. <laughs> yeah. So the future of the truck. Future well, of the truck. All right. Uh, great announcement, guys. Diesel Performance Podcast. We're taking this truck over. Nick is going to donate it to us, and we're going to do cool stuff we next year. He donates a strong <laughs> But he's going to fix it first. <laughs> Any sponsors watching? I, yeah, uh, we we are seriously taking on sponsors for the truck. Uh, we're going to be reaching out to the sponsors of the podcast and some other sponsors without the industry, uh, looking to see who else wants to get involved in this. We're really looking to make a staple in the work stock sled pull class. Uh, we'll be in our local area and take it out to a little bit further of a reach uh, this season, this time around. Hope to travel the or take the truck on travel with us, get it out to a couple of shows, let. Uh, some of our listeners and some of our viewers actually get to see it, put their hands on it. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna pretty much just do it right and show Tyler up for I season two. I can't wait to see you guys try and drive. <laughs> I can't wait. Honestly, I'm a little nervous sled pulling. I'm not gonna lie. I'm glad it's on camera. Yeah, 
There's the one, the Why? One, the one thing is, like, you can't practice this unless you're in front of people at a track and doing it. The stress is what gets you, man. That is. Every time. Yeah. You know what? Every like at time. the At the drag strip, you know what I, the, before, like, taking, taking an automatic truck to the drag strip has its own nervousness around that, but then taking, like, a manual trans vehicle to the drag strip and launching it and running the car, right. or a truck, completely different scenario, and now you throw it in the dirt. The little things like, oh, I got to put it in four-wheel drive, well, high or low, what gear are you going to be in? Like, there's all these little things that you have to think about that I judge Tyler on. Like, Tyler, you're an idiot. Why didn't you just do this? You don't think of it in the moment. No. When you're hooking up to the trailer, getting ready, four low, locking in and doing all that. Like, you don't think of that stuff. Yeah. It is nerve-wracking. It's a completely different experience. Extremely. I'd rather be in a, a, I'd rather be talking in front of a group of people. <laughs> doing it. That says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm excited as well. So neither Chris or I have uh, much, if any, experience actually being on a sled pull track. Uh, we got some different plans to recruit some other people onto our team to kind of help us out with some of the places we're not as strong or we don't have as much expertise. Uh, but yeah, it, it's looking like it's going to be a really exciting season. Uh, sticking with ISP for now uh, to kind of get us kicked off there, and we'll see where it grows. So we're really excited for season two, guys. Unfortunately, it's going to be a while before you see season two. Uh, this is episode 12 of season one. We're just coming to a wrap up. We're recording this early mid-October. Yeah. Uh, this will probably get published in a couple weeks. But uh, kickoff is like June, July next year. We're going to do another podcast. We're going to talk about an update that that's going to happen come springtime or in the yeah. middle of winter when things are a little slower. We're going to put our heads together, get Nick involved, come up with a game plan of, of what you know season two looks like. And uh, <coughs> you're going to have to run that drive yeah, a little bit. Uh, turns out I've been riding a bicycle to work for the last 25 years. Uh, no, not really, of course. <laughs> so yeah, so for all of you podcast listeners, follow along. Chris and I will be giving you updates uh, on the podcast. And then for all of the viewers uh, from Duramax Tuner and Calibrated Power, keep an eye out on the channel. Uh, we'll try to post some updates pretty lightly over the next uh, six to eight months. And then as the project starts to ramp back up, uh, we'll have some, some videos out for you guys. Yeah, we're going to back up. Yeah, reverse is the one thing that kills me. We can probably get you a backup camera that way you know you're going right to the hitch. Yeah. Okay, sponsors, we're looking for a backup camera. <laughs> it's, it's the little things. It's the the work stock it class is. is all about amateurs, man. It's just it's <laughs> it is an idiot class. I mean, there's there's plenty of plenty of guys who've been doing it for a while. A lot of them eventually graduate to two six, two five, three zero, whatever you want to call it. Right? If you're in the sport long enough, but it's. Uh, it's a show. I mean, there's 25, 30, 35 trucks that click, and it's fun to watch. And I mean, no matter how much power you got or how well the truck is set up, it's it's about is the driver on his game? Are you lucky that night? Well, is the track decent? That's a big thing. You know? We learned so much from season one. Yeah. There's gonna be those mistakes repeated again. Yeah, it's gonna happen. We're human. You know? Right. Yeah, Just, I would I would know when I was not on my game. Like right right off the bat, like once I got in the truck, like, like, like when I wasn't off the trailer. Drive. And there was a puddle on the ground from the front tip. <laughs> no, uh, none of those those were the indicator. We just want to no. make sure so we know we're trying to learn. Yeah. No. no I, what was the most no, nerve-wracking pull? What was the no, what was most nerve-wracking pull you had? I think you know which one that was. I don't want you to say it. It was the, my engagement pull. Oh yeah, we skimmed right over the fact that your your driver. I thought he was going to have a panic attack. Spent the sled pull worrying about his camera cam or his ring cam. So I just want to point out, like, I love busting people's balls, and I love being a jackass. Like, my favorite thing to do is, yeah, like, I'm I good at it. Yeah, I you every single day. Yeah. So he was, like, in the staging lane for the night. I knew what was going on, and, like, I walked up to him, like, dude, he looked, like, ghostly pale white. 
Yeah. He was scared shitless. And I was like, you know what? Like, that was like the first time I actually had self-control. I'm like, dude, you got this. Good luck. Like, I was, I was proud of myself. That was, that was a win. Honestly, I would check that off as, like, the one time you've ever been nice to me. <laughs> no, like I ruined it. <laughs> You're correct, Tyler. Yeah. So Tyler got, made up got for it ever since. At the slip pole track. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it was it was that was out of the entire season. I mean, Belvedere was an awesome pole. That was definitely my my best pole of the entire yeah. season. Everyone was accusing you of cheating. Yeah. I mean, the slide I mean, wasn't weighted people, like that people, was... people ran up to the announcer stands yeah. asking, you know, that was an awesome pole. But second was definitely the engagement. Um, I, I mean, she said yes. That's where we were all shocked. <laughs> yeah. That was the real surprise. Yeah. No, yeah, that was overall that was one of the best pulls of the season. I had a lot of fun. I mean, adrenaline was pumping like crazy that pull. You know, double time compared to the rest of the pull. So sure. And you still end up pulling first that night. Yeah. So, good job. Yep. Awesome, man. Well, guys, this has been so much fun. I'm really glad we got a chance to come down and do it uh, and kind of talk about the whole season and get ready for next year. Uh, Chris and I are going to be going out, making a fool of ourselves, and uh, seeing how much shit we can bring. <laughs> Until next time. For today, this has been Paul Wilson, Chris Hemke, Nick Pregnitz, and Tyler Franzen. Thanks for watching. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Power Stroke, John Deere, Cakes, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out calibratorpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. Great solution, asshole. If you have more money, you can do better. Yeah. Uh, yeah,